Hi, and welcome to the latest episode of The Pig Edge, Chagas's Pig Podcast with me, Amy Quinn, where we are bringing you the latest news, information and advice to keep Irish pig farmers up to date with the industry. Anyone with an interest in the pig industry is well aware of African swine fever, or ASF for short, and the threat it poses to the pig sector. In this episode, we talk to Etna White, Veterinary Inspector from the National Disease Control Centre at the Department of Agriculture, Food and the Marine, to get an overview and update on the status and general advice when it comes to African swine fever. I first ask Etna to tell us what exactly African swine fever is. African swine fever, or ASF, is caused by a DNA virus which affects pigs, wild boar and other members of the pig family. It doesn't affect other species of animals and it doesn't affect humans. But the virus is environmentally resistant and it survives very well in cold weather and it can survive in pig products, including pig meat products, although meat is safe to eat. And what are the clinical signs of African swine fever that would present themselves on farm? Well, um, ASF is a deadly disease of pigs and wild boar. It has a case fatality rate approaching 100%. Um, and there are a wide range of clinical signs. So in naive pig populations that have never been exposed to the virus before, such as we found in Europe, um, we've tended to see more pericute and acute clinical signs. So you may first discover some dead pigs, um, and it may not be a lot of pigs at first. It could just be a few pigs. It depends on how the virus entered the farm um, and how many pigs were exposed to it at that particular time. And these clinical signs can occur within a few days the virus um, entering the farm. Um, in addition to dead pigs, you might find some very, very sick pigs um, lying around, huddling, um, not interested in eating. You may see some red blotches on the skin, uh, particularly on the extremities. So you'd be looking at the ear tips, the tail, underneath the abdomen, the lower legs. And of course, as the name suggests, um, pigs tend to have a very high temperature, a persistent high temperature with this virus. Um, and then um, in more prolonged cases, um, you can see signs like abortion, stillbirths, diarrhea, constipation and respiratory signs, which inevitably nearly always lead to death um, within a matter of days. Do you know if there's any update on when an African swine fever vaccine is likely to be available? There are particular challenges with uh, developing a vaccine for African swine fever. It's a very large uh, DNA virus and there are no rela related viruses for which um, vaccines have already been developed in that particular family of, of, of um, viruses. Um, recent reports um, from the Perbright Institute in the UK um, appear to have some promising results. Um, and there's also been reports from both China and Spain where they're um, investigating the development of an oral vaccine. An oral vaccine would be particularly useful for dealing with ASF in wild boar populations um, if one were to be developed. Um, but we, we don't have a time frame yet on when any of those vaccines will be commercially available to us. Um, they have to undertake a number of trials, safety trials, clinical trials before then. What is the current status of African swine fever worldwide? The disease has continued to spread in 2020. In Europe, Greece reported its first outbreak of ASF in domestic pigs in February, but they haven't had any reported outbreaks since then. In Poland, the disease jumped from the eastern part of the country to the western part of the country close to the German border. Um, Germany remains free of the disease, but uh, the virus has affected both domestic pigs and the wild boar population in that western part of Poland, um, which brings the total number of EU affected member states to 11. 
and then in Asia, um, uh, ASF also spread in 2022 Papua New Guinea and most recently India. And um, of course, it also includes China and uh, several other countries. Um, I believe the total number of countries affected in Asia now runs at about 14. Um, and uh, in Africa recently, it was confirmed in Nigeria. So like this disease is continuing to spread around the world. I mean, to give you an idea, the potential of the virus to spread, if you go back to 2005, there were around 20 countries affected worldwide with ASF, and it was largely confined to the continent of Africa back then with um, the island of Sardinia. Um, but now we, we have over 50 countries affected worldwide on three continents, Africa, Europe, and Asia. Do you know what impact it has had on export potential of affected countries? Yeah, it has a huge impact on the affected uh, pig sectors and pig industries of those countries. Um, it causes a lot of disruption to trade um, until, until such a time as disease freedom has been re-established, which can take several months, even with a single outbreak. Um, in addition to you know, the, the in immediate trade difficulties, and um, you also have international reputational damage, which, you know, it takes a bit of time to build up an international reputation for the production of, um, of pig meat that is, comes from countries that are free from exotic animal diseases. So you can have marketing difficulties as well. And then, of course, you have the cost of actually controlling the outbreak to deal with as well. Like in Ireland, um, according to Borbia, we exported 941 million euros worth of pig meat products in, in 2019. So any any outbreak would have a devastating effect on on the uh, pig industry here. It's been an active threat for the past number of years. Why is African swine fever still spreading, and what causes it to spread? Well, there are a number of reasons why ASF is still spreading um, around the world. I think firstly. The fact that there's no treatment or vaccine available um, makes it difficult to control, particularly if it enters a wildlife population such as wild boar. Um, but the, the virus can also spread through other means, such as direct contact with infected live animals, um, the use of germinal products for reproduction, such as semen or embryos, and then indirectly through contaminated clothing, footwear, equipment, and vehicles such as pig transport trucks. Um, and it can also, of course, spread through pig meat and pig meat products, and it can survive for a very long time in pig meat products, particularly at cold temperatures. It can survive for several years in frozen meat. So if kitchen scraps or catering waste or uh, rubbish containing infected meat or is fed to pigs, it could easily lead to um, an outbreak of African swine fever. And so what are the main risks for this disease entering Ireland? Well, in the EU, there's legislation in place to restrict the movement of live pigs and high-risk pig products, such as germinal products, and from affected areas. And there are similar restrictions on the imports from outside of the EU. So the most significant risk factor we would face would be through the introduction of illegal pig meat products or the introduction of infected personal consignments of pig meat products unknowingly. So, for example, if someone went on holidays or personnel of a pig farm were bringing back some maybe home cured meats from pigs or wild boar from an infected area with ASF and that those meats had been home processed and maybe weren't subjected to the official inspections that they should have been and, and that that waste was then subsequently uh, fed to pigs here in Ireland, then that would could lead to an outbreak. Can you tell us a little about what the Department of Agriculture are doing to prevent ASF from coming into Ireland? 
But the department carries out border checks at our airports and ports on commercial consignments and on personal consignments of meat products um, looking for illegal products. And we uh, monitor uh, the imports of pigs from countries. We monitor the um, international disease prevalence situation um, and analyze the risk. And we also follow up on reports of illegal spill feeding or people who are keeping pigs are not registered. And we also, of course, deal with suspect cases of ASF. And ASF is a notifiable disease. So anyone who suspects the presence of the disease or, or sees clinical signs similar to what I've described earlier um, is obliged to report that to the Department of Agriculture. And um, the department is also facilitated biosecurity initiatives such as the Biocheck UGENT program, which is being delivered by Animal Health Ireland and trained uh, private veterinary practitioners. And then another large area of our, of our work in ASF prevention is raising awareness of the disease and the measures that can be taken to prevent disease outbreaks. And that applies to all stakeholders, um, you know, including commercial farmers, non-commercial farmers, pig, pig owners, um, members of the public and hauliers who may travel abroad and the industry itself. And we produce a lot of awareness material. We have fact sheets, videos, posters, and we haven't dedicated ASF uh, page on the Department of Agriculture website where people can go on to and download that information if they and print it off if they if they so wish. Can you tell us a little about the awareness measures for the general public? Well, we produced a lot of um, uh, posters. We we devised a, a poster for the airports, and we've also ran Twitter campaigns and Facebook campaigns. And uh, we devised a special campaign around Christmas for people who may be coming home at Christmas. Uh, and we basically telling them to you know dispose of food carefully and not to bring in. Uh, food from outside of the EU, it's illegal, and um, to make sure that, you know, not to, uh, to be careful of where they dispose of the waste. Um, and I think that's the most important thing, you know, that they're, then they're not, uh, people are, are aware that the risk of food waste to feeding to pigs is significant risk for ASF. While vigilance when it comes to biosecurity is something that pig farmers are well used to, what can they do to prevent ASF coming onto their farms? Well, I suppose um, the, the biosecurity measures that they should be really putting in place to prevent ASF uh, would include making sure that the pigs don't come into contact with contaminated vehicles um, or equipment or clothes or footwear. And um, that, you know, of course, as I've pointed out, the never feedy food waste pigs, um, uh, you know, and, and, and never allow... Uh, pigs, if you've outdoor pigs, never allow them to access rubbish, keep them well fenced to make sure that any rubbish bins are kept well away from them. And, and, and you know, don't trade pigs with um, unregistered pig owners, whether they're commercial or pet pigs, it doesn't matter. Um, all pig owners must have a valid pig herd number for the pigs um, because it, al- it allows us to communicate with them disease prevention information, but it also allows us to deal effectively with a disease outbreak. Uh, it is a legal requirement and, uh, you know, anybody can um, obtain a pig herd number by contacting their local regional veterinary office. And if you can, there is a biocheck review out there for commercial pig farmers. And if they can avail of that, I'd recommend it because it can highlight issues that they may not have spotted themselves. You mentioned earlier wild boar. What role has the wild boar had in the spread of African swine fever? Wild boar have played a major role in the spread of African swine fever, particularly in Europe. Um, and 
the interaction between wild boar and domestic pigs in continental Europe, uh, where in backyard farms they have low levels of biosecurity, has been, you know, immense for you know, the wild boar may come into direct contact with pigs. Fortunately, in Ireland, we don't have a wild boar population living in the wild. Uh, we do very occasionally receive reports of wild pigs um, in Ireland, um, we have a feral pig policy and um, they're classified as high impact invasive species um, and the National Parks and Wildlife Service remove them from the environment. So if anyone uh, sees uh, wild pigs in the vicinity, um, they should report them to the local regional veterinary office and we can coordinate with the National Parks and Wildlife Service. Um, finally, um, perhaps a hard question to answer, but do you think Ireland can keep African swine fever out? Yes, I think we can. Um, if we all remain vigilant and play our part, um, we are an island nation. Um, um, and, and I know that there's no vaccine or cure available at the moment. But if we all remain vigilant and just be aware that whether you've got one pig or 10,000 pigs, the risk factors are the same. Um, and if we all play our part, I think we can keep it out. Thanks, Edna. The key message is that African swine fever is still very much an active threat um, and I suppose the other is that there's not just really a farm level responsibility to keep African swine fever out of Ireland. It really also has to be a national stakeholder approach. That's it for this episode of The Pig Edge and many thanks to Etna for joining me on the show. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you never miss an episode. And for more farming information, go to chagas.ie. I'm Amy Quinn, thanks for listening and join us next time on The Pig Edge for more updates, news and advice.